0: Welcome back to First of All. This is an impromptu episode six, Um, because there's a lot happening in the world right now, and uh, I've had some time to rant and rave, and I decided I wanted to record some thoughts to share with the audience. Um, I'm recording this episode uh, as Surrender Part 2. This wasn't the originally planned Surrender Part 2, but here we go. We're going to go with it. I'm recording this on Tuesday, August 15th, 2017. And uh for those of you who have been following the news and social media, it's been a it's been a pretty shitty time, not going to lie. And uh I've definitely been moved after some uh ridiculous stuff that I saw today to speak out on the the recent uh uprising and the Increasingly intense racial issues uh, that have been happening since the incident in Charlottesville, Virginia, that happened uh, August 11th and 12th. So for those of you who haven't been following that, uh, a group of white nationalists, white supremacists uh, were protesting with a bunch of tiki torches from what Pier 1 or IKEA Um in Charlottesville, Virginia to protest the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee, who was a famous Confederate leader and uh, anti-protesters showed up and there was there's uh, a ruckus. There was a fight against these white nationalists, these white supremacists, and people were uh, pepper sprayed. They were beaten um, and a few people died including young woman who was plowed by a car driven by a white supremacist and somebody who aligns with that movement. So, um, yeah, and then since then, there has been a lack of leadership, in my opinion, to be really, really, really clear. Um, I'm so much calmer right now. I just yelled, thank you, Marvin, my friend who listens to me. <laughs> um there's been just like this really ridiculous lack of leadership and a really just like I don't even know what the words are like disposable and spineless and just disgusting response from our current commander-in-chief our current president Donald Trump um where he's first of all taken what two days to even respond that this white supremacist action that this protest that the violence that ensued was was bad that uh this alignment with a KKK with with neo nazis is a bad thing coming from somebody who runs a nonprofit and has some semblance of leadership experience in my place in my uh appointment and in my tenure or whatever you want to call it you don't do that you you're leading the free world you show the fuck up and you you say you condemn what is evil that that was evil you guys there's no nobody's really arguing that except for a handful of crazy people and the president of the United States um so yeah i'm i mean there's just been a lot of uh graphic material, a lot of, uh, analysis, images, videos from that day that have been shared and just kind of the, the climate that it's created is, is really frightening. It's really upsetting. Um, and it, it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach. And I, I wanted to speak out on this specifically because I was scared to speak out about this. Um, yeah, that's this, that's my surrender. Uh, I want to be able to have a voice and have an opinion. That's something I've struggled with my entire life because I think there's certain arenas where I feel comfortable speaking very boldly and with confidence and then others where I just you know, run into the darkness and obscure myself so that I'm not at risk of any condemnation or bigotry or racism myself. Uh, for those who don't know, because I'm behind a microphone, I'm an Asian American woman. Specifically, I'm a Korean-American woman. So to add to everything that's happening in Charlottesville, I also need to kind of blow off some steam because there's we're also, you know, no big deal. We're also at crisis with North Korea. So, it's been a great week. It's been a great 8 months really, you guys. Like I I can't um, it's been building tension and building anxiety, and for me it's it's super personal because I identify so strongly with both of my backgrounds as a Korean American i it hurts me to no end to know what atrocities are happening in North Korea. And um, for those of you who don't know, it's it's just one of the most horrific places that people are being starved and executed if they ever speak out against leadership. and it's a it's a complete human rights crisis that's happening right next to South Korea, which is where my parents came from um, which is. Just the contrast is so stark and the wealth and the technology and the arts and culture scene and the food, everything that is just overflowing in South Korea right underneath North Korea is just really, for me, um, incredibly, incredibly painful. I also found out a few years ago that my family, my father's side of the family, escaped from North Korea. So to this day, for the last several years, I've been wondering a lot more and more if I have family that's still there, um, who from my bloodline is trapped there and potentially starving and just, I don't know, brainwashed or aware of the free world and trying to escape. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So that's an extra layer. So when I see all of this happening with North Korea, it hits a very specific nerve really deep in my in my soul and um i don't know i haven't heard that many Korean. i haven't seen at least my social media feed i haven't seen that many korean americans speak out on that maybe because it's just too personal and it hits too deep i don't know or maybe they're scared there's fear you guys there's fear i just want people to know for me at least there's fear that like that we could have world war ii all over again you know that I know it's like a long shot and I'm not saying that that's like it's a rational fear but given Charlottesville let's be real there's a lot of people who still look at me and and see other there's still people who look at my parents and hear their accents and think other that they don't belong and so I don't know who knows the world has gotten so crazy that it might actually be a possibility that somebody's going to motion to get me and every other person that could be aligned with the North Korean movement, even though that's nobody, and put us in some kind of internment camp. I don't know. Right now, anything goes. Like, I can't believe the stuff that we're, we're watching uh, in 2017. Um, and just side note, I have a lot, like, the the Korean men that annoy me are people just like Kim Jong-un. It's just so sad how, like, Korean he is in my, like, the the super macho, like, the machismo fucking broy, like, needs to throw his power around. Anybody who's Korean listening, does y'all know what I'm talking about. But, like, he's the most obnoxious type of Korean man. Then you have literally the most obnoxious type of of white guy, which is, like, the New York Wall Street frat bro, which is Donald Trump. And they're literally, like, just having, like, a dick-measuring contest. Like, fire and fury. Are you fucking kidding? Like, I can't. It's just on so many levels. I know that everybody is just – it's just shameful and annoying. But yeah, I just need to say that piece because it's, it's just so – ugh. It's like we're in some virtual bar and these two idiots are like holding a soju bottle and a beer bottle and like ready to hit each other except that they're putting millions of people's lives at stake. Whatever. No big deal. They're just threatening war and, and ugh, just – Anyway, um, getting that off my chest, coming back to the Charlottesville thing, look, race relations, yes, it has always been a problem, but there has been a severe increase, an intense increase of people being vocal about it, acting out violently about it since, since 45 came into office, okay? I have a lot of thoughts and feelings around this. I am, uh... Blown away that anybody, any person of color could vote for for Donald Trump. And I'm blown away that so many Asian Americans did. I'm blown away that at such a critical point in our history as human beings that my Asian American community that vast numbers of people did not vote when they had the opportunity to vote. I have a lot of feelings about that. But let's get back to what's the core of this is the race relations thing. I I know that the the core of the conversation is surrounding the black community and the white community. And that is absolutely relevant. And I've spent my three plus decades here in the United States, growing up in California and traveling the United States all over and around the world. I've watched that that pain and that suffering and the injustice and the privilege and the hypocrisy just as much as anybody else has. And my heart goes out to the black community. I, I stand with them. I think that it's just so horrible and painful to to see that. I also as a minority have experienced racism throughout my life as well. I've watched my my parents be disrespected and mistreated, not all the time but enough to leave a scar and to have a distrust and a resentment of anybody who potentially could be a bigot or racist. And to be honest, nowadays in the last 8 months, yeah, it's it's annoying. I don't like it, but that fear has grown. When I was in Texas last week, I don't know if you like me or not. And quite frankly, that's a question that crosses my mind when I'm in the South. I don't know. I don't know if you look at me. There's even parts of California. I went to Joshua Tree when Donald Trump was running for president, and I saw a person in the reflection of my sunglasses glaring at me while I was getting gas at the Shell station. Okay? It's real. We're not making this shit up. We're not We're not trying to dramatize... Our discomforts, because we don't want to be experiencing these things. I, I I hope that I'm safe to to speak on behalf of the collective marginalized. We we don't want to be othered. We're just trying to make a dollar and and work jobs and and take a trip to Hawaii every once in a while and raise our kids and have them be educated and have them achieve their dreams, find somebody that they love and and live a prosperous life. I'm pretty sure that that's the collective goal of everybody vast majority of people that exist. So in my crazy idealistic mind, it'd be really wonderful if we could coexist. But there are people out there who clearly have a problem with that. So in light of that, I don't want this to just be one rant. I do need to get this off my chest, though, because I've, I've experienced a lot of different things and a lot of different moments that have infuriated me and that have hurt me and that have left scars and that I've just internalized and rationalized and justified in my own brain. But I think it's time that we be real with ourselves. Okay, this is not to start a huge blame game and start screaming at people because personally, I don't want to incite more violence. I'm not trying to incite more rage, per se. All I want is a little bit of compassion and equality and justice. That justice piece, though, I get, is probably going to be a little bit painful. It's uncomfortable as fuck right now. I'm not going to lie. Watching all this stuff happen, watching people continue to be hurt. I mean, how many people have we watched die? How many black men have died and children have died because people have these like racial tensions, these, these biases and this prejudice that's like poison in our communities? I mean... This is just such a, this is such a problem. So we got to deal with it. And now we have a president who's justifying it and saying there's the all, I can't. Um, So anyway, uh, the reason why I bring this up is I want to challenge people. Like I'm challenging myself to uh, contribute my voice, contribute my opinion because my reflex. My defense mechanism, my self-protection is to run away and disappear, is to go into obscurity and stand down and not stand by people who I want to stand by. Uh, I stand by the black community. I stand by minorities. I stand by people who, for no good reason, are being stripped of their humanity or of their rights to just live safely. My parents, they have accents, but they have worked there the last 35 years Thirty-seven years in this country, paying their taxes, making computers. (laughs) That's my dad. Um, My mom worked in the Levi's factory, and was told that her food is disgusting. And we've we've we run a dry cleaners. We clean our community's professional and special occasion clothes and their comforters, and we contribute. We're we're citizens. We're we're part of the, the American dream. That's the whole reason why my mom left her entire family in Korea to come here. And by, for the most part, it's been great. I think my brothers and I are very grateful that we've been able to live in America. We are very American. I go to Korea and I feel like an alien there. But that's a lot of the immigrant experience. That is a lot of the minority experience that we... We just want to coexist. We want compassion. We want respect. We want integrity. We want people who experience privilege to acknowledge that they have privilege and to help somebody that they have the privilege of helping. There are people who want to back out of politics. That's a privilege for you too because there's a lot of people who cannot. Okay, There's a lot of people who who don't have the luxury or the option to depoliticize their lives. So... This podcast was just to kind of make a space for myself to um, challenge myself to speak honestly on how I feel. Uh, by and large, I, I don't hate white people. I have a lot of pain um, watching white supremacists speak out and, and uh, live in a way with a belief that I, I don't belong here or that my parents don't, or that my friends don't, all the different amazing people who have contributed to the betterment of this country and to this world through their intelligence and their education and their innovation and their businesses and their art, because they're not white, to them, to those people, fuck you. But also, I say that first out of anger, but I also really want to like hug you. Like, for real. I... I I I have had dreams of hugging racists. I swear to God, it's so weird. But I know, look, I was raised in the church. I don't really go to church anymore, but I believe in God. And I believe that if they have that much hatred in their hearts, that's something that was learned and that was built over a long period of time. And at the end of the day, even though I just said fuck you to them, Um, I know that the cure is love and it's compassion and it's practicing what they're not. Um, So I'm not promoting violence, but I am promoting action, whether that's through our, you know, political muscle or through our economic muscle or through our creative muscles. I've been really um, inspired to write all of a sudden. Like I'm writing... films or like and I now put that in the universe now I need to actually make them happen but um I don't know maybe it's just a matter of us sharing our stories and having people empathize and um just letting that be known instead of having shame around being hurt I've been hurt a lot and it, it builds up um I don't blame any one person I'm not even blaming White supremacists, per se, it's just. I mean, it's part of life. But at the same time, if if I can ask people to have compassion and empathy for those who experience that pain, I'm gonna ask it. I am asking that of everybody, whether you're black, white, Asian, Latino, anything, Native American, all of that. We all need to, We all need to practice uh, what we want, and what I know what we want is respect and um and kindness. So let's all deal with it. Let's deal with the bullshit. I mean, I'm going to speak out on Donald Trump. I'm going to speak whatever I feel like I need to say. But I also am going to go inside and figure out what I need to do to come to terms with things and how I play a part in that problem. Um, And I, I hope that you all will do the same thing. I started this podcast so that it could be a safe space for myself, for other listeners. I know that there's actually a number of uh, international listeners. You're getting a little inside look on what it's like to be a Korean American woman living in California in 2017. Well, welcome to my brain. But I also hope that there is a uh, shared empathy and compassion that can be reached through people who are not Korean or American or a female or what have you, whatever wherever you are in your corner of your universe. Um no you're not alone and there's a lot of angry sad people right now. I think honestly I'm sadder more than I'm angry. I'm I'm really just it hurts. It's sad. It's very sad. But uh thank you to everybody who's speaking out. Thank you for all the solidarity for the allies who are being allies uh even speaking out against racism and against All of this madness, I mean, that that gives a lot of people hope. Um, And right now, dear white people, I'm looking at you because it means a lot. It means a lot coming to you that you're going to speak out that that is not what America stands for. And that's not what correctly represents who we are. So um, I'm sending love and light. Thank you very much for letting me vent here. I hope uh, it gave you some catharsis again catharsis is so necessary right marvin right (laughs) this is therapy time with minji and uh yeah i will see you guys on the next episode of first of all Uh, keep keep hope alive and i love all you guys and i'll talk to you soon bye